0: We're a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting. So of course you guys have plenty of questions and we'll answer a few of those on today's episode of the Locked On Mariner's podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, sailors. It is Monday, January 15th, 2024. This is Titing Azales and Colby Patton for the Locked On Mirrors podcast, brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today over at jacemedical.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Thank you so much for making us your first so listen, subscribe, like, and turn on alerts. If you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform, if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We love to hear from you. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode this is mailbag monday the show where we answer your mariners questions let's get into them we're going to start with mariners to the moon who says i'm sure that it's just leveraging by scott boris but all offseason national media has continually referenced the mariners as being one of the teams who are in on cody bellinger despite their financial restrictions do you think there's any smoke there given the consistent linking
1: has it been consistent linking i feel like nightingale yesterday says that they're lurking which isn't even really linking them to the Uh, to the mariners
0: just that they're i'm trying to i'm trying to remember because i have heard cody bellinger and the Mariners a couple of times from national reporters i think morosi was just speculating like he always says he was just yapping because that's what Mm -hmm. he does i think fine sand might have said something about them and bellinger as well at some point I can't remember though. I'm not super clear on that. I don't know. Because like we know for a fact
1: that like they were linked by most mul- multiple national people to like Garver and, and Solaire. Yeah. I don't remember that same kind of, you know, attention being paid to Bellinger, but regardless. Um no, I don't think there's much of a shot here. Uh I, I think what's pretty interesting is is that I think it's more the years that Jerry's gonna gonna, you know hold his nose up at like because the report is is that Bellinger wants like eight and two hundred and a that's a huge risk considering the guy has had one good year out of the last three and there are some troubling uh you know exevilo and batted ball data that suggests that last year was kind of fluky. Um so there there's some some issues there uh with Bellinger. So eight and two hundred that's not gonna happen but apparently the league has agreed so far it only takes one team but no yep. team has stepped up and and so i i think you know maybe 25 million dollars a year if jerry could get that for four years five years he might be interested but then again if you're bellinger like if you can only get a four or five year deal why not just take a one-year deal and just go back to yep. chicago or or you know um toronto where you know offensive environments a little more friendly to you and just try and hit the market again next year after some of the uh, RSN stuff is figured out. So uh, you just, there's a very fine line where I think like the number that Bellinger is willing to accept is not going to overlap with a number that Jerry DePoto is going to feel comfortable offering him. I don't think there's really any overlap there. Um, you know, cause I, I think if you're Bellinger, you want to hit the market ASAP if you're not going to get the long term like Career-defining contract this winter, yeah. and it doesn't seem like he's going to. So, I mean, you, you could like theoretically, even with their limited payroll, if they have as much as we think they have, could they afford to pay Cody Bellinger? Yes. Yeah. They could. They could fit him under the payroll. You could backload it. You can, you know, buyouts yeah. and opt outs. That's and one of the
0: like ways that. that you could use that that money that you freed up by trading Robbie. Sure.
1: Right. It. Yeah. I mean, it pretty much take everything you have for this year. Almost certainly, but you know, the longer the deal, the longer the deal, the more you could backload it. So if it's like a seven, eight year deal, like, yeah, you could pay him like $3 million this year and still have 10, $15 million in theory. Right. right. But that's just not going to work. Like there's too many red flags on Bellinger, the player. There's too many obstacles on getting a contract that Bellinger will accept. That is acceptable to the Mariners. I just don't see a way that they're going to get that done because there's too many obstacles to overcome. So yeah. Ellinger is a pretty good fit. And obviously if they figure it out, uh, be pretty excited. It, it's a big swing, yeah, yeah. but I think more than anything, it's the years that are going to, you know, kind of deter the Mariners because, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. How many, how many, uh, contracts of longer than five years has Jerry Depoto given out in his tenure as Mariners GM? One it's guy. Only one. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. 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 Robbie Ray was five years. They were willing to go five years on Simeon. They were willing to go five years on story. Yeah. That's it. Castillo got five years. Like it seems like five is kind of the cutoff for Jerry. And obviously that's, you know, that's fluid. That's, you know, fluid. He will alter like for Julio, but um, I just don't say, I, I don't think that uh, I think once you get under, fi- under five or six years, Bellinger's out on the Mariners. And I think, the Mariners are out on Bellinger when he gets over four or five years.
0: Yeah, I think Mariners to the moon here is right that this is just a leverage play by Boris uh, to put more pressure on the Cubs who seem to be the, um, essentially the front runner for, for Bellinger for him to Maybe return to Chicago. Uh, they might be the only team. Uh, I mean, I mean, the Blue Jays also getting mentioned in that article makes more sense because we actually we know that Bellinger has gone to visit Toronto with his wife. Um, so I assume that he's met with the Blue Jays in some capacity. So maybe it's also to a lesser degree to put some pressure on the Blue Jays as well. Um, I mean, maybe he's met with the Mariners and, we, and they've actually had some discussions and they've um, swapped numbers and all that and we just don't know about it. And obviously the Mariners notoriously don't leak things so maybe that's been going Scott on behind Morris the scenes. notoriously does so yeah that's that's true too so it goes both ways um mm-hmm. i just i don't really see this happening because i i think the only way that the mariners would, would land bellinger is if it's a one-year deal or it's a one plus one mm-hmm. and they could manipulate the money a little bit that way by converting it into a buyout and all that uh some of it into a buyout um but at that point, if his market gets to the point where he's actually open to taking a one-year deal, then a lot other, a lot more teams are going to be interested in that as well. So it's like what separates the Mariners from that pack? That's really my question there at that point. But yeah, I, I definitely see kind of where the league is assessing him right now, where it's you know, 2021 and 2022 were very concerning. We don't buy 2023, especially with some of the underlying numbers like you mentioned, Colby. So we need to see you do it again. And so I think at that point, yeah, I, I think a, a one-year deal for Bellinger makes some sense. He can prove that he can do it again for yet another year. And maybe at that point, teams are going to be more open to the six, seven, eight-year deals with Bellinger next offseason. All right, we got more of your questions coming up here in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On podcast is brought to you by both FanDuel and eBay Motors. All right, Sailors, the NFL regular season may be over, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can also find bets in the new Explore tab. And make a parlay in the parlay hub. It's the best way to find popular parlays. While the Seahawks are done, Mariners baseball is almost here, folks. So is betting on Mariners baseball. But while you wait for the boys to take the field, you can still bet on the Kraken and Huskies basketball. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on, that's L O C K D O N, and make your first bet a layup. Again, that is fanduel.com slash locked on, L O C K D O N. Fanduel, official partner of the National Football League. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners Podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. And as a reminder, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. And this is Mailbag Monday. We're answering some of your mariner's questions. Alex wants to know do you think an all right-handed pitching starting rotation is necessarily a bad thing? And if so, should the team be more aggressive about trading for a left-handed pitcher? No. Next question. Uh no, I mean, like if the righties all you know are very good, right? <laughs> like if you're if all of your righties are Luis Castillo, George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, Brian Wu, Bryce Miller, eh, you're in a good spot. I don't really Mm -hmm. care what their handedness is.
1: You're not getting a a worse starting pitcher, you know, because of of left handed. yeah. Like, no, you get the five best guys you can, or well, you need like seven or eight, but you know what I mean? Like the five best guys at the start of the year, they're in your rotation. And that's that. Yep. So don't worry about handedness.
0: What do you think of the minor league deals? The M signed this week. Could any of the players make a potential impact? So we're talking about Kirby Sneed. Uh, Jonathan Diaz, I'm ignoring you. Uh, Corey Abbott. We'll also throw Mauricio Levera in there, even though he wasn't a minor league deal; he was a waiver claim, so he's a 40-man guy. But we'll talk a little bit about those guys. Uh, Abbott's got a nice curveball, but you know, not a lot of success at the major league level. Um, we'll see what they they do with that. You know, the thing that we always say with relievers and the Mariners is that you know they they typically they identify one thing that you're really good at and try to emphasize that even more so. So I think with Abbott, they're gonna really hyper focus on the curveball with him. Um seed has a really nice uh slider. Um he I think he only gave up like a twenty nine point three percent hard hit rate this year, something like that. So uh generates weak contact. Uh probably should get him throwing the slider more, maybe get away from the sinker and have him throw his four seamer more. Jonathan Diaz, don't know much about him. I just think that he's kind of a camp body. There isn't really anything there that that impresses me uh and then mauricio levera similar idea to justin topa sinker slider guy um did give up quite a bit of hard contact this year but he missed barrels which is good and he was able to keep the uh the ball on the ground quite a bit so yeah good slider shape kind of throws
1: from a unique arm slot um, it's not crazy or anything, but it's just a little bit different, a little bit different release point than most pitchers. Yep. Um, no, I, I haven't seen anybody who I think is going to make an impact. Um, and you forgot Michael Chavis, who probably has the best track um, record of, of all of them.
0: Yeah. Michael Chavis, uh, utility infielder, uh, for the most yep. part. He, he has defense, he has played runner. some corner outfield, but not a lot. Um, mm-hmm yeah solid defender uh can around the bases fairly well just hasn't been able to hit at all 2019's his career year in that regard yeah. and he was a 96 wrc plus guy so he was slightly below average in his career year offensively yeah
1: you know he's probably this year's colin moran um sure. but i i you know i haven't seen anybody yet that i'm looking at and i'm going like oh that could be your mike ford uh this year maybe that guy is mike ford by the way still hasn't signed so yeah um yeah, based on who they've signed so far, nobody's really jumped out.
0: No. They all just kind but of you, seem
1: like camp bodies and
0: AAA depth to me. But with the pitchers, you never know. Yep. You never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. All right. Patrick wants to know, what kind of return could trading Anthony Descalfani get the M's, and would they have to eat some of his contract? Uh, yes, and that's like the reason that you would uh, trade Descalfani is to get rid of as much money as possible. There's really no prize to trading Desclafani, other than getting as much money off of your books as possible uh, if they feel the need to do that right again you know going back to the start of the show if you need a couple of extra million to uh, comfortably sign Cody Bellinger yeah trade Anthony Desclafani. and I think with the way that or uh, with how much money like number fives are signing for you know they're signing for roughly eight to ten million dollars in this market right now I think there will be teams that are interested in Desclafani, um, especially if the Mariners are willing to eat half, yeah, make him essentially like a five-six million dollar pitcher for whoever acquires him. I think there will be some interest in that, but I also think the Mariners do see some value in him as they're essentially their six starter, swingman type out of the bullpen, um, mm-hmm. and and I think that you know they're more than willing to hold on to that if they don't really get a deal that they like that allows them you know, or if they, if they don't really see any practicality to freeing up that money.
1: Yeah. So basically, there's three type of trades you can make with Desclafani. You could either eat, you know, a good chunk of that salary. Yep. Uh, at, but at some point you're eating so much and you're losing the valuable role that it just makes more sense just to keep them. Cause you're not getting anything of significance for No. Nope.
0: Um,
1: so either you, you know, eat most of that money, you get like a, a 28 year old double a prospect. Uh, and now you have to go out and get a number six starter, which is probably going to cost you roughly the amount that you saved. Um, so there's a problem with that. Uh, the second option is, is that you could try and trade him for another high price contract and, you know, just kind of a, either a bad contract swap or, you know, just you, you use him to pay down the price of another guy that you're trying to acquire. For example, Josh Bell's making $16 million, the Mariners want Josh Bell, they trade Desclafani, and now Josh Bell is only a plus $4 million player for them. Right. Not that that makes any sense. Of course, Miami doesn't need pitching, but you get the point. Right. Um, the third way is probably going to be the least popular way, and that's that you attach another good player to Desclafani to move his salary, the Jared Kelnick method. So, um, yeah. yeah, that one didn't go over too well last time, so I doubt they're, they're going to do that again. Uh, all three of those are highly unlikely because again, you can't really find the bad contract swap you want to make. Yeah. Uh, so I think if you're going to trade Desclafani for anything that makes it worth trading him for, you're going to have to attach a pretty good, uh, prospect or, or a pretty good young player to, to the deal. So I just don't see a point. Um, you know, unless they really think Desclafani is cooked and they just want to, some teams out there willing to, you know, pay discalfoni 6 million bucks and, and you just say, okay, here you can have them.
0: Or again, they they just they feel that they need the six million dollars to help them get, again, for just the sake of the example, Cody Bellinger. And they'll just take right. the twenty eight year old double A prospect, like you said, right. and take that six million dollars and go give it to Cody Bellinger, right? Sure. They'll just will just away. trade
1: Chris Flexen for Taylor Mukinhern again. Right. Yeah, it's basically. It'll
0: basically just be that. So um I think that but should it, be on the table for them, depending on what be. waters they're they're swimming in.
1: It should be I mean, it's probably something they would like to do, but again, they still have to go and replace that role. Like, Desclafani's role is actually an important one, and the marriages yeah. don't really have an answer there, so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, so we got a few more of your questions coming up here in just a moment, but once again, this episode of the Locked on Marys podcast is brought to you by Jace Medical. So I know we looked at sports to escape from some of the, you know, the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just for a minute about actually preparing for real life because I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than, you know, for example, if a loved one of mine got sick while a supply chain issue was all that was keeping them from the life-saving medication they needed. But thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including stuff like, you know, UTIs respiratory infections skin infections and many others and this stuff could happen to any of us that's just the reality of it so visit jacemedical.com that's j-a-s-e medical.com and complete your physician encounter it will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular costs. it has never been more important to be prepared than it is today So go to jacemedical.com. Again, that is J-A-S-E medical.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get $20 off your order. And you're listening to the Locked On Marist podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen here on Mailbag Monday. We're going to continue here with Connor. How many of Seattle's top 30 MLB pipeline prospects can we realistically expect debuts from in 2024 we've answered some f- form of this question a lot this offseason about who we could see come up from the uh from the farm but specifically looking at pipelines uh lists i'm actually going to bring that up right now uh for the mariners i think there's like five guys because you're you're also asking about debuts right so i i think like perlonda barroa doesn't count ty adcock doesn't count here uh so we're looking T-Tuck. at yeah. So looking at the names on here, um, Blake Hunt, Jimmy Joyce, potentially, uh, Zach DeLoach, um Ryan Bliss, Ryan Tyler Willis, Locklear. Tyler Locklear. Yep. I think that's it. I think that's it. I don't think we're gonna see Alberto Rodriguez or anyone like that. Um and then I mean, again, like we like we've said, you know, Cole Young kills it again this year. Maybe, maybe in August or September we'll we'll see him, sure. but he's gonna have to have another you're like the one that he's coming off of.
1: Uh, Dollard's kind of the X factor here. You have to kind of figure out how he's doing on his that, major shoulder yep. injury. Yep. Um, and if the Mariners think that he's healthy, he could be that Disclofani replacement. So mm-hmm. it's just, do you want to have Disclofani or do you want to have Dollard and Hancock as you're like six, seven when both of those guys have had shoulder issues Ugh. like recently? <laughs> That's risky. So yeah, just based on the the top thirty, like, and not counting guys who've already made their debut, maybe Class A, but he's got a lot of work yep. to do. Yep. Maybe Class A, but Locklear probably uh, Bliss, yeah, uh, probably at some point. Um, yeah, then it's it's Dollar Deloach, Joyce and, and Hunt. I think not not a ton this year. Next year, uh, it's going to be a different story because next year we're probably talking about. Uh, we're probably talking about Emerson having a shot even, but we're talking about Ford. We're talking about young. We're talking, you know, pretty much most of the top 10. I mean, at that point, certainly class, a, if these guys are still here, obviously, yeah. Gonzalez might make sense at some point in 2025. Um, so yeah, next year is kind of the, the year where these guys can, where a lot of guys can make a jump and help you, but this year. Yeah, a lot of role players.
0: Classe definitely makes a lot of sense in terms of you know, and this depends on how his year goes, but like he makes a lot of sense. Just at least you know, from a you know September expansion roster expansion standpoint, uh fifth, sixth outfielder who can you know seal you a bag in a certain situation if you need him to. Mm-hmm. um Same with like if you have a playoff, you know, if you make it to the playoffs, you could put Jonathan Classe on your playoff roster, and he probably helps you uh, at some point. Mm-hmm. So. um yeah so i don't know six seven guys on the pipeline uh top 30 that could potentially make their debut this year so keep an eye on those guys all right next question here from kip has your outlook on ownership changed any with teams like texas also holding back on spending due to cable deals no not at all not whatsoever just because other teams are doing it doesn't make the actions of Mariners ownership less bad nope
1: a group of bad people still a group of bad people
0: it's just par for the course with uh mlb owners for the most part who showed us their true colors if we didn't if we hadn't already seen them before they showed us their their true colors during the pandemic uh during all those negotiations in terms of ramping the the season back up uh the next year with the lockout all that uh Mm -hmm. yeah just um yeah, we, we we know what they're about. We know what their bottom line is. We 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 know what their main goal is, at least most of them. Sure.
1: The owners do not care about you. They do not care about baseball. They care about their bottom line. And just because most of them are, the, are that way doesn't mean that we don't get to criticize John Stanton.
0: Right. Yeah, I think the only thing that this says is, you know, this isn't a problem that's exclusive to the Mariners. Uh, this is a, a league-wide issue that... Um, you know should be addressed
1: probably never will be though no even even rob manfred knows that
0: this should be addressed yeah he's just powerless to do anything about it yep all right last question here from christopher would love for y'all to talk more about international signing its significance and the process
1: basically it's south america and latin america uh technically you can be involved in this if you're from Japan or Korea, but most of the time those guys play in their league for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually it's just uh, uh, kind of Central and South America free agents, teenagers o- uh, older than sixteen by you know date X. I'm not sure what it is, but they're typically now sixteen and seventeen when they sign. Um, they're free agents; they're free to sign with anybody. Uh, every team has a a bonus pool, just like they do for the MLB draft. Um, there are penalties if you exceed it, but basically you can sign as many guys as you can fit in that bonus pool. Mm. Uh, and there is no limit to the uh, size of the contract you can give big or small. If you want to sign a guy, a teenager to $5,000, you can do that. I'm pretty sure Altuve got $5,000 like at an open tryout. So, uh, you can sometimes find gems like that, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much, it's really, it's really a, a seedy like scummy type of yeah. uh yeah. venture too. like these teenagers they're they're you know picked for like these academies at like 11 12 uh they they have but handlers they,
0: they basically have these agreements in place for years yeah. like from 12 13 years old i mean starlin aguilar is one of the names more recent names that come to mind where i remember seeing pictures of him in mariners gear years ago
1: right uh typically you, you kind of it's about relationships down there, right? You get in good with a trainer, uh, like an actual, like a trainer who at an Academy and they kind of nudge their, their, you know, their impressionable young kid to take that money. And then they usually get a kickback, uh, basically for acting like the kid's agent. Um, yeah. technically you can't sign until you're 16, but you know, you can, you can exchange numbers and have handshake agreements at 14 years old, 15 years old happens all the time. Um, and, and, Basically, we know who everybody's going to sign with a couple of years in advance because there's like this handshake and a handshake agreement amongst every team in baseball that you don't poach another team's guys. So once the 14 year old decides he wants to play for Team X again at 14 years old, uh, basically there's an agreement from everybody else that you stay away from that player. So it's it's not a good thing. Um, it's an important thing, but it's not good. It's not well-regulated. A lot of these kids, they get taken advantage of, they get bad advice. They get locked into these decisions. They imagine how different, like think about when you were 14 and when you were 17, like how much different you were in between those two ages. Doesn't matter. These kids, they said they wanted to be a Padre when they were 14. So no other team's going to offer them a contract. So they're just stuck being a Padre, right? Or, Or a Ray or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty standard, right? You can sign anybody you want. Uh, I think Australia is technically also uh, a part of this, but typically it's Central, and South America, the Caribbean, those countries. You can sign anybody who's over the age of 16. Um, I, I, yeah, pretty much anybody who's over the age of 16. Every team has a bonus pool that they know about, and they that's the pool of money they use to sign these guys. You can go over, but there are penalties. You could spend none of it it like it it's pretty wide open
0: i just i choose not
1: to follow it it's just it's kind of gross honestly
0: all right, that is going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Ty Dane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Ty Dane Gonzalez and Colby at CPAT11, that's CPAT11. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you next time. Peace.